0: Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the show, coming to you a little bit later on in the day, but nonetheless, a lot of good information to get to ahead on the podcast. We're going to talk about Yoli Childs, where he may end up signing in the NBA. We'll also talk about the new stipulations put out by the Pac-12 on scheduling non-conference games. How does it affect BYU? We'll break that down and address a couple of questions that came in on a Twitter Thursday edition of the podcast. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends at Built Go. Love that company. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the show. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast from November 19th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU Insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here. Apologies for the lateness of this podcast today. Had some work responsibilities last night that came up extremely late, and I do morning sports radio. So, bad combo in terms of getting his podcast recorded with the NBA draft ongoing, etc. So, apologies once again. But we are here now. going to talk some BYU sports. So let's kick it off with some big news coming out from John Wilner and the Pac-12. Of course, John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News, he broke the news on Twitter saying that the Pac-12 is officially allowing non-conference matchups to be played. The Pac-12 later put out a statement that gave the stipulations of what it would require to have these non-conference games. There's three main requirements here. First things first, All Pac-12 testing and related protocols must be adhered to by the non-conference opponent. That's going to be a problem for any potential BYU versus Utah or any other Pac-12 game because right now, according to what I read from John Wilner, the current setup for the Pac-12 is Pac-12 re- teams require uh, all PCR testing at least once a week for their student athletes. BYU is not requiring that, according to his report. Unlike Pac-12 teams, BYU is not required to conduct daily antigen testing. BYU has been doing three times a week with the quote-unquote saliva antigen tests, and then finally, unlike Pac-12 teams, they don't have a minimum standard for healthy players. I can tell you this much: the third thing that john Wilner just talked about byu is not dip below 53 players to my knowledge have they had players miss games recently yes there have been players who have been held out due to covid concerns there have been coaches who have missed games due to covid concerns but byu the funny thing about all of this and if you want to call it funny i get that's probably the wrong term to use here but because covid's just an awful awful thing but the the thing about it is BYU has already endured two mass outbreaks in their football program once during the summer it pretty much locked them down for the month of July and then during fall camp in the lead up to well, actually not fall camp the after the game against Navy they had an outbreak then that shut them down so BYU's done a pretty good job all things considered keeping covid-19 under control so much as you can believe it can be controlled at I get that's probably an oxymoron, but the thing is BYU, I think, would be happy to abide by the standards if they need to, to play a Pac-12 team if they can get a Pac-12 team to agree to play them. So I don't think that the Cougars are going to be opposed to upping their testing standards to play a game if there's a potential matchup on the horizon. Going back to what the Pac-12 announced with their flexibility to schedule non-conference games. Part number two, the non-conference game will in all cases be a home game for the Pac-12 team and be broadcast by a Pac-12 television partner. That's no problem. If you're BYU, you sit right in the heart of the Pac-12 footprint. Traveling to Eugene, Pullman, Tucson, uh, Boulder, LA, no matter where you need to go, you can get there relatively easy. You go play the road game. I always anticipated if BYU was going to play a Power 5 team on this schedule this year, it was going to be a road game for the Cougars. I don't think they are under any illusion whatsoever that they are going to get a Pac-12 or a Power 5 team to come to Provo finally third point here from the pac 12 if a pac 12 opponent becomes available by the end of the day thursday in any given week the conference game must be played in lieu of any non-conference game so to give you a hypothetical on this it looks like and of course we don't know this for sure that arizona state is probably going to have their game against utah a week from saturday canceled if they can't get testing under control covid19 outbreak etc it looks like that's going down so that would suddenly leave Utah with an opening on their schedule the Cougars if that is announced similar to what it was this past week for the Colorado matchup for the Sun Devils where it's announced I think it was Sunday they announced that Sunday Utah in theory could go out and find an opponent say BYU and schedule it. But if there's another Pac-12 team that pops up between the announcement, let's say on a Sunday or a Monday from BYU in Utah, another Pac-12 team has a a game canceled due to COVID-19 concerns with another team. Then Utah would be forced in essence to play that Pac-12 opponent. I don't see why that is a big issue in terms of the Pac-12. I don't think they're going to fight against it. Of course, that would suck for BYU to have a game canceled seemingly on the doorstep of playing it because that could happen as late as a Thursday, but you deal with it. So if I'm BYU, I would call the Pac-12 and say, yeah, we'll abide by what you want. We're happy to do that. We're happy to do whatever we need to do to play this game. And by the way, one other note on this. I actually think that it's less likely that BYU plays Utah than maybe some of the other Pac-12 teams. And maybe even in some cases, BYU doesn't want to play Utah. Utah, for what it's worth, folks, they have got an edge on the Cougars. You don't win nine straight games in this rivalry. It matches the longest win streak in rivalry history without doing some things right. I get this year that Utah appears to be down. We haven't even seen the Utes take the field. They are the lone team that was scheduled to play football this fall who has yet to play a football game. Think about that. I think it's 126, maybe 127 FBS programs who are playing games this fall only one the University of Utah has not played yet this fall they have a lot of hoops to jump through to get back on the field and we'll see if they're able to do it against USC on Saturday night but I think that there's a lot of hope out there that BYU could schedule Utah and then of course end the streak I think it's a possibility but as I've said on this podcast in the past and I'll say it again I just see Utah having this mental edge over BYU and I'd like to see BYU break it, but man, it's a very, very scary proposition because you could lose a lot if you're BYU losing a game at this point. It looks like BYU's actually done a pretty good job playing eight games to this point. We're already up to 15 college football games around this country that have been canceled. And the funny thing about it is going into next week... Well, if they have another 15 or so canceled, who's to say that another 15 opponents aren't possibilities for BYU to schedule a game? Wyoming earlier today, their AD Tom Berman, if I got that correctly, put out that he had tried to get a game for the Cowboys on short notice after Utah State had canceled their contest for tonight in Laramie. I'd love to see BYU and Wyoming score off in Laramie. I've missed those old Mountain West and WAC rivalries. I get there are people who are like, I would never want to go back to Laramie. You said as much on my social media, but I would love to see it. I think if BYU plays it smart here, they keep their options open over the next two weeks beyond this week. So, of course, they're going to play North Alabama this Saturday. There is no way they're canceling that, I can tell you that much. But going into Thanksgiving weekend and also the following weekend, December 5th, keep your options open. If I'm Tom Homo or any of the other BYU athletic administration who deals with the scheduling that they're dealing with right now, I would make it very clear to all interested parties that the Cougars are interested in playing a game any of the next two weekends. We're open for business. Give us a call. Let's talk about it. Does that mean BYU is going to schedule one of those games? They're going to have a game over the next two weekends beyond this weekend. I can't guarantee that. And we're going to get some questions you guys send in. One of them deals with scheduling. And I've got some information I have gleaned from my sources down there in Provo that we'll talk about here in a moment that we're that revolves around this but i really do think that byu needs to make it very clear that they're open to games and in the case of the pac-12 you tell them yeah we will abide by the guidelines you have set forth the protocols you want we're happy to do that just keep us in mind if you need to play a game we'd be happy to do that there's a lot to lose but it's still a lot to gain for BYU. It's a very, very fine balancing act. I'd love to see BYU play a Power 5 team personally, but I also understand the fear and the angst of saying, well, what if we lose it and miss out on the New Year's Six? It is a massive concern. We'll get to some of those questions you guys had about that coming up here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Go. Guys, love this company. I have to tell you guys a little bit about a personal experience yesterday. I had a chance to go out and golf with some BYU fan friends of mine, Drew Troutner and Ryan Teeples. You guys may know them from social media if you're active on Twitter. Both great dudes. We had a great round and had a fun time. But I talk about this when I talk about Built Go. Early to mid-afternoon, I hit a wall because I'm up early for morning sports radio and I seem to struggle through that period of the day. Well, right before we started that round, as I was eating my lunch, I pulled out one of my nifty Built Go packages. They're little packages, 1.5 ounces, slurped it down, and guess what? It powered me through 18 holes of golf and I had a great time. Played a pretty good round, all things considered, and I have to tell you what, I wouldn't have made it through it as well as I did without Built Go. Go. That's what they want to help you guys do is break through the walls you may encounter, both mental or physical. They're there for you. has a kick of caffeine to get you going, but it has the B vitamins that kick in later to keep that long-lasting energy, guys. It is a great option, and it's very healthy for you. Check it out. Three unique flavors. You can go to BuiltGo.com and place your order there. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your first order. I love Built Go. I would encourage you guys to check it out. And Built Go wants to help you break through those walls. So let's go with Built Go. Let's address some questions on a Twitter Thursday here on the podcast. You guys sent in some good ones and I wanted to get to them. I know we did a mailbag earlier in the week, but hey, I'm happy to address them as often as you guys have to send them in. So make sure you send them in. You can send them in on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter handle, if you like to send them there, is Jacob C. Hatch and also the email address for the podcast. You can reach out anytime that way. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. So fun stuff going on with that. But let's get to a question here from our good friend, Dodger Jazz Coogs. And he sent in the question, do you think that BYU adds another game? He says, I do, but I don't think it'll be against the Pac-12. And I think it's a very interesting thing that you bring up there. Not against the Pac-12. I can tell you this much. I've had some conversations this week with people down there in Provo who are much more in the know than I am about what's going on with BYU and their scheduling. I can tell you this, and I'm reporting it. I'll put my name on it. BYU has reached out to a number of different programs around the country about playing another game this year. I've heard names like Marshall. I've heard games like Coastal Carolina, Liberty. think of some of those really good G5 teams who are having their own dream seasons right now. They have all rebuffed BYU to this point, and I don't blame them one bit. Why would you want to travel to Provo or play the Cougars when they could wreck your season? I think BYU's got bigger fish to fry as well. If they can get a Power 5 team, I don't think the Cougars are opposed to going anywhere in the country if they can handle it. Of course, the Pac-12 is very convenient for travel because you're right in the footprint. It's the Western United States, so traveling's no big deal, but I think the BYU does want to find a Power 5 team, if at all possible, and really add another layer to their claims that they are an elite program. BYU's gotten a lot of pub folks from a pretty weak schedule, all things considered. The nice part about it is With that week schedule, you like to see good teams go out and absolutely obliterate and dominate that competition. And that's what BYU has done. The average score for BYU this year, if you haven't heard already, and I'm going to repeat it probably three or four more times, is an average of BYU 45, opponent 13. That is thorough domination that is games are over midway through the third quarter BYU is thrashing opponents and that's why the national media is kind of sitting up and saying wow how good is this BYU team I get that you want to see the new year's six bowl game and I get that you want to see BYU get their chance against a big dog what if you get your chance against two big dogs why not go out and prove it I know that the New Year's Six thing is very, very important to many BYU fans. and I think it's important to the excuse me. I think it's important to the BYU Athletic Department. The payout that would come from it. You don't have to share it with anybody else. You're going to take it all in-house to BYU Athletics. It's a boon to help get you through, which is undoubtedly going to be a hit due to COVID-19 with your revenue. It would be a big boon. BYU right now, by most of the national media's kind of thought, is that BYU's already kind of positioned themselves to be in the New Year's Six. Can they put it to absolutely being in the New Year's Six with a win over Power Five team? I think so. But I think right now, BYU probably has the cachet, the national reputation, the, the resume, if you will. To make that New Year's Six Bowl game will ultimately shake out that way and will BYU get that without playing a big dog. Only time will tell. But I would love to see BYU play another opponent. I'm not going to lie. I love seeing this team play and having them take two weekends in a row off, frankly, would suck. So that's just my thought on it. Another question coming in uh, from our good friend, uh, Casey Finlinson. He sent in the question, hey, I'm late getting to the mailbag. And hey, like I said, Casey, we're happy to answer your questions anytime. But I've had this question in my mind for a little while now. Do you believe this success or something close to it for the BYU football program is sustainable? that is a question I have had myself and I've actually had discussions with certain folks to that level about how sustainable is this for BYU Casey and one of the conversations I had with one of my fellow workers here at the zone uh, David James you guys know him as DJ works for KUTV2 and also hosts DJ and PK in the morning here on the zone sports network we had a discussion about this I think two days ago we were going back and forth about what does BYU have to do to make sure this stays going and DJ's thought was well, on paper right now, you've pretty much got everything set. You're probably going to lose a guy like Zach Wilson to the NFL. And I'm not saying probably myself. He's gone, folks. He's going to the NFL. But uh, there is a big thought out there: is Can BYU run this back next year and have a similar level of success? I think next year, Casey, will be the answer to your question. I know that's me kind of pushing off for another 12 to 15 months, but I really do think that we're going to find out a lot about this team and what Kalani Satake is building and has built when they go up against one of their normal schedules. Next year's schedule for BYU might be the toughest in program history. Currently, seven Power Five teams on the docket there is going to be a big, big opponent. at seemingly every week for BYU on that slate. If they go out next year and let's say they win nine or 10 games, I think that's absolutely comparable to an undefeated season this year. And that would indicate to me that yes, Kalani has finally built the program to be sustainable. The question at that point probably ends up being how long can BYU hold on to Kalani Satake, but that's not your question, Casey. So, My thought is, is I think and this is I'm going to add my echo what DJ said. I think on paper, this is sustainable. I do think BYU can sustain this, but the proof will come in 2021. And that's where we'll actually learn if it's going to be a sustainable thing where they can just keep feeding it. The success that BYU is having right now, and if they repeat it next year, they're going to be huge, huge offers for guys like Kalani Satake and his assistants, because guess what? College football, they look at programs who aren't perceived as the top level, which BYU sadly is not currently perceived as that, and they like to pick off those who have proven they can succeed at a high level. That's the concern with BYU. Are they going to be willing to put up or shut up to keep the right guys in place to keep this rolling? We're all going to find out. I do think it's absolutely a question that needs to be asked. And I thank you for asking it, Casey. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on that. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, we're going to switch gears and talk some BYU basketball. Part of the reason for my delay on recording today's podcast was I was hoping to see where uh, Yoli Childs ended up signing in the NBA. Well, as of yet, have not seen that, but we'll talk about some of the rumors out there for him and what I think ultimately his best uh, destination might be. And we'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, a reminder for you guys if you haven't done so already, make sure to send in your questions for our call with All Guard Pest Control tomorrow. We're giving away a free treatment. If you guys want free pest control treatment, you can get it from All Guard Pest Control, and you simply have to send in a question about anything you have with regards to pest control. It can be as simple as, hey, what kind of ants am I dealing with here to, Hey, do I need to have this treated or do I need to do something different, etc. No matter what your question is, we're happy to field it and you will be entered to win a free treatment from all guard pest control. Actually Casey Finlinson, by the way, won our last giveaway. So if you'd like to win a free giveaway from all guard pest control, send in those questions now and make sure you send them in on social media. You can do it at our social media feeds for locked on Cougars, my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C hatch. And also feel free to reach out via email locked on at gmail.com. All right. I know we're going to talk some BYU basketball here in a moment, but I just had this thought as I was recording that, by the way, one thing on the BYU front with regards to scheduling a game for Thanksgiving weekend, if BYU wants to play that game and have a game in tow, if it's against the Pac-12, let's clarify that on this point. If you want to play a Pac-12 team over Thanksgiving weekend in Thurie, Utah, et cetera, you'd actually have to implement the new protocols and guidelines that the Pac-12 is requiring what? Today, tomorrow, you'd have to have them installed almost immediately. So that may end up being a non-starter for BYU. So they may play North Alabama this week. And then you probably look at the likelihood of a game happening December 5th or December 19th. Hey, There are are crazier things that have happened, or maybe not, maybe not crazier things that have happened, but maybe your challenge is now for BYU is, yeah, you're not going to play Thanksgiving weekend, you're going to have a bye weekend, but the hope is maybe to play December 5th or December 19th to get that 11th game in. The biggest thing is if you keep seeing games get canceled at the clip they're going at, BYU's eight games they've played so far may end up among the nation's leaders in terms of overall games played and finished. I don't know. I can't guarantee that, but there's still a month to go here. So yeah, maybe one thing that you have to pay attention to. And this is something I thought of as we were going along recording today's show uh, that BYU. Yeah. If they're going to play Thanksgiving weekend against the PAC 12 team, you're going to have to put those protocols in place pretty dang quick, if not already. So maybe, Thanksgiving weekend ain't going to be the answer for BYU unless it's against maybe another conference that doesn't require so many stringent protocols to be abided by, et cetera. So one thing I wanted to note there and now onto the basketball note, Yoli Childs was not taken in the NBA draft last night. As many of you will know, Sam Merrill, the only local product to be drafted. He was taken with the last pick in the draft number 60 by the new Orleans Pelicans, but it was immediately uh, shipped to the Milwaukee bucks. So, Congratulations to Sam. Uh, But Yoli Childs now, we're all kind of sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear what he is going to do, where he's going to sign. And uh, Jake Weingarten from Stock Risers does a great job covering the college game. Said last night that there are four or five teams who have targeted Childs as a high priority free agent. One of them, it sounds like they're very strong links to the Los Angeles Lakers. I actually kind of like how the Lakers' uh, format of playing would fit a guy like Yoli Child's style of play. I don't think that Yoli's going to get a full-fledged NBA contract. He is more than likely going to get a two-way deal at the very best, maybe an Exhibit 10 deal, and don't ask me to explain them. I don't have an hour to explain all of the parameters that these deals go into. I work for an NBA team. It's just bizarre, but regardless... I I do look forward to seeing where Yoli Childs does sign and maybe by tomorrow we'll know and I can talk more about where I think he fits in. But there's a lot of strong rumors out there about him being linked with the Los Angeles Lakers. They play a lot of positionless basketball, does L.A. And I know they're defending uh, not the national champions. They're defending NBA champions, the world champions and to see him playing alongside the likes of a LeBron and Anthony Davis. Well, there are worse guys to learn how to play the NBA game than two perennial all-stars and maybe the greatest player in NBA history, depending who you ask. I still think MJ's the GOAT, but LeBron is the one beat to that conversation in my mind. Regardless, If Yoli does sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he gets his opportunity regardless of wherever it might be. I'd love to see him land with the Utah Jazz. I think he has a skill set, a work ethic, and a maturity about him, speaking of Yoli, that is going to fit in wherever he goes. I hope he lands with the right team, and they believe in him, and they really let him go to work and kind of feature his strengths. Yoli's not the biggest guy on the court. He's listed at 6'8". At BYU, he I would say maybe six, 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 seven range. So he's gonna have to be a small ball five or a stretch four, if you want to use that term loosely. He has to prove he can hit the three point shot, especially in the corner at the NBA level. I know he's been working on it. I've seen a lot of videos of him working on his lateral ability and defending and all that type of stuff. I think that Yoli Childs has the ability to make an NBA roster. It's just a matter of him finding the right spot for him. One thing I'm actually quite intrigued by is the fact that he was not drafted, so he now has his opportunity to evaluate the options that are available to him and hopefully find their best team fit for him uh, there's a lot of guys out there who think that the latter half of the nba draft is actually kind of like the sixth and seventh rounds of the nfl draft where your agent's telling you hopefully you end up as a free agent and that way we can pick the right situation for you we don't want you pegged in a uh, square peg in a round hole situation with a team who's just trying to make a pick at that point I really like the advantageous position that I see Yoli Childs being in, and we'll see if it comes to fruition where he actually gets to go out and prove his ability. But I really do think that Yoli is in a a good spot. He lands with the Lakers. I know a lot of Utah Jazz fans, many BYU fans are Jazz fans, but also a lot of Laker and Cougar fans. But I know that you'll be upset that he's with a, a team that you maybe don't like or he signed on with the best team in the world, the reigning champs. I think there's a worse, there are worse places for him to sign. I hope he's playing somewhere where he gets an opportunity to develop, show off what he can do, and then eventually maybe make the active roster and become a rotation player in the NBA. It's more of a long play here for Yoli than anything else. I don't expect him to be a superstar. He's not going to be an all-star in the NBA, at least that I can see. I do think, though, this is my personal opinion. I don't have much more than that to give you. I do think he is capable of being a rotation guy for the right team. I hope he gets that shot. We'll be tracking it and hopefully we'll have more for you guys as news comes out of wherever he ends up signing. And similar also Jake Toulson. I wonder what his opportunity will be. Maybe he ends up going overseas at this point because we haven't heard much on his front either. All right. That'll do it for this Thursday edition of the show. Tomorrow's podcast will preview the North Alabama Lions. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about, but we'll still talk about. We'll get you ready for that game. If you've got questions, send them in. We'll have a lot of fun. And like I said, hopefully we'll have heard where Yoli Childs is going at that point. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 19th, 2020. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.